Greetings, troubled listeners. I am Renee Komen, sitting in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Am I forgetting something? Why don't you start over, Renee? All right. Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Komen, sitting in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. With my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. All right, you got it. Yeah, I got it you second did. time around. Over 200 <laughs> shows, you still can't get it right. Well, I, I, I've know. gotten it right on, on the vast majority of them. I would be, you know, uh, 99.5. That's just that one time. And I knew I forgot something there. <laughs> I just wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. But anyway, got it all in the second, second go around. Yeah, you're all right, kid. Okay. You're doing okay. <laughs> doing He's my best. okay, yeah. So here we are, Snake and Jake's. We have uh, Juan behind the bar, my old uh, classmate from Ben Franklin there. It's, you uh, never know where those uh, Ben Franklin graduates are going to wind up. Behind the bar, the well, uh, for you it would be behind bars for you. <laughs> behind <right>? bars, yes. <laughs> it's just a It's always been just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, you've been there before, but we don't want to get into that. Sure, yet. sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to get yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, you get three squares, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. hots and a cot. Um, well, uh, I don't know. What's uh, you have news? I don't know. Just I'm going looking at my notes. Uh, I see. First thing I have on the notes is uh, the the Trump NFT uh, digital playing cards. Did you see about that? I heard something about that. I'm excited about it. Too. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna yeah. gonna go all in on the the Trump well, I NFTs? Know a lot of, I, I know a lot of collectors out there, mm-hmm. and uh, I know they're gonna go into it. But uh, you know this guy, you know, like the Beanie Babies. Remember it, that those yeah, were big. The, the Beanie, Beanie Babies Babers. and the Cabbage Patch Kids. Right, and right. The people garbage sink, Pail Kids. Yeah, people sink money into weird shit, man. Yeah, they'll do anything. And, and he's got a following. You know, he's got a following. Right. Well, I guess so. they sold out. But it gave me an idea. I thought, man. uh how about some Trouble Men podcast NFTs? I don't know. Now, NFT, what does that stand for? Uh, I think it stands for non-fungible token. Now, how I know that, don't <laughs> ask me. I thought they were just kind of, like, to me, they look kind of like trading cards. Yeah, like but baseball the, cards. Yeah, it's, but it's a digital image. It's not uh, even in real, it's not even a physical thing. It's a digital image, but it has some kind of watermark or something to where it's uh uh, you know the one that they sell you is supposed to be unique. It's all it's like crypto. It's, it reminded me of uh, are you, so you know they had this big crypto collapse, man. Yeah, I don't it, know anything about that. Affect you? Yeah, you I weren't you weren't uh, the only cryptos I knew were in East Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are the only guys I knew. Sure, you know, and they were good guys. I yeah. liked them a lot. They right. helped me out. In a, they, they they came in in a pinch. They helped me out. You know, <laughs> you know, they were good guys. They were good guys. Those guys. They known for helping people. Out. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're about community. Right. Right. You know, and um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean. Uh, Trump, you know, like I've said before, uh, he's a big disappointment to me. He, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to he, all of us. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he's just kind of weird to me. But, you know, he's just trying to make money on the gullible fans that he has and stuff like that. Um, I saw a little something about it. I think it's hilarious that he's uh, some of those images were him like looking like as a warrior or some kind of right, right Aquaman. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Looked like it was uh, it was photoshopped by uh, you know a five year old. Yeah, you know it kind of looked you know it, it, it was almost like borderline Pokemon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, 
sure. You know, especially with his yellow hair, you know. <laughs> but I'm surprised, you know, uh, I remember my daughter when she was like 11, 12 years old, she was into Pokemon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I work at the university and I deal with a lot of uh, kids who are like in their 20s, early 20s, and they're still into Pokemon. Yeah. How can that be? Uh, arrested Development. I don't, know. I, I don't know. It's just like I look at them and go, isn't that for 12-year-olds? And right. they go, no, 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 it's not. It's not. And then just recently... Uh, my daughter was out with friends on a Sunday afternoon, and I, I texted her, you know, to, just to keep the electronic leash on the kids. You know, you got to do that. You have to do that. You Definitely. have to do that. Um, I said, what's going on with you? That's my favorite text to her. <laughs> so I always just say, what's going on with you? Just in, in many senses. Yeah, in, in many senses. Yeah. Any way you take it, this. It's yeah. going on. Yeah, it's going, yeah, what's going on with you? Exactly. And she wrote me back, and this was just this past Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday or Saturday. She says, uh, me and the girls uh, got lunch, and now we're doing some Pokemon stuff. And I was like, what? When did this come back? I, I, I don't know if it ever left. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've I heard. Don't know. Is there like something like a geo-tagging with Pokemon where they're I out know, there in I, the, I the wild know. trying I to... Don't. Find yeah, they're, they're in the park. Things. They're in the yeah. park trying to find these like yeah. objects that are hidden behind trees, mm. and I think it's a setup to tell you the truth. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, they're being lured in you by lured some predators. In, yeah, you know, who knows? I hope she's smart. They, they seem like smart girls. You know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I always say, "What's going on with you?" <laughs> yeah, the world's changing. Yeah, oh, the world. Yeah, it's changing oh, second man. by second, man. You uh, know, uh, but yeah. Um, At least they're getting some fresh air. So he's doing that, and I guess he's probably milking some people out of money. You know, whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think he has a shot in hell to be reelected. Oh, that's that's good. Uh, Yeah, he's definitely. You think he's going to run it? You think he's just trying to? Oh, he's already announced he's going to run. He's already said he's going to run. Right, right. Well, his own party's like going. Uh, they're like had it with him. Hold you the know? brakes, hold the brakes. Yeah, yeah, hold the brakes. You know, go go with that uh, mail order bride you got from <laughs> Estonia, wherever the hell she's there from. There you go. She's kind of hot still, you know. Yeah, yeah, hot, yeah, sizzling yeah. hot. Sizzling hot. <laughs> I, I think so, you know. First lady. Yeah. yeah you miss seeing her over the tube every day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So it was like well. her or Barbara Bush. I think I would take her. Well, you I mean, know. Barbara Bush, you know. Well, hands yeah. down. She knew Lincoln, Barbara Bush. <laughs> yeah. That's she knew approved. She, 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 she looked like uh, George Washington. She had the same haircut. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that. So, uh, yeah. yeah sure, sure. Impressed. Well, I just thought I'd bring that up. Well, the other thing that, that happened is uh, the World Cup final. So yes. I know you you had World Cup fever. Yeah. How's that going? Well, it's over, so the sure. fever's done. Fever's uh, broken. Yeah, the fever's over. Now and, uh, I I did wind up seeing uh the final game. I got yeah. up and I and I tuned in and saw like the last five minutes of regulation where it was tied and it's so funny I, I saw the same you thing. saw the same bit did you watch it on Telemundo right, right. though did you watch it on I, Telemundo I, I, didn't, I don't get Telemundo anymore uh, I, don't, I don't have cable anymore oh well you gotta watch it on Telemundo the Spanish speaking uh, is so much funner to watch soccer really oh yeah oh the English this Fox that was awful 
No, the Telemundo is the way to go. I watched it. They're way more enthusiastic. Uh, oh, right? yeah, they're way more enthusiastic and stuff. But as always, uh, uh, international football, uh, uh, the World Cup, uh, um, this time around seemed, because uh, of the location it was in, seemed a little jaded, a little bit more fixed in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an exciting game. It really was. I just don't understand. I still don't understand that rule. Where if you get someone like fouls you, you're going for a shot, and someone fouls you, and you get a free kick, a penalty kick, but you don't have to kick it. They can get their best player to kick it. Right, right. It's like if me and you are playing basketball, I foul you, but you're not a good free throw shooter, so you pick the best one to shoot the free throws. That doesn't seem fair, does it? Not fair at all. Not fair at all. So that's what that's the biggest thing I don't understand about uh, soccer, because Argentina wouldn't have won because they they got Messi to kick the two of the PKs. Okay, mm, you know, wow. Even well, though he wasn't the one who got penalized, he's a, he wasn't right. the one who got fouled. Right. Oh well, you know, I guess uh, I don't know. I was saying last week that the, they're making it up as they go along, and then uh, our guest at the time, Brian Coogan, said, "No, no, no, these are all set rules." But who knows why they came up with these things in the first place? I don't know. But I, I I'm but, glad it's over, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like the Olympics. Every four years, I'm done with it. Right, right. You well, know. people were saying that uh, that uh, I saw the most exciting part of the whole the whole thing, like those last twenty minutes. That was they said uh, you saw the crux of it. Well, I, I saw the last five. I didn't watch twenty minutes. <laughs> last of it, but, five, you just know, the, but I knew it was interesting. You know, it, just it, the penalty kicks. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And well, you know, the French team did well. They were the defending champs. So oh, okay, they were the ones who uh, you know got back to defend their title, and they oh, came up nice. a little short. Right, it was you close, know. man. Yeah, the French game. are short, though. They're short, well, you know. Um, and they don't bathe much, those people. Those I don't know. I think people. those athletes must have to bathe all the time, man. They're working yeah. up a sweat out there. You know? uh, I hope they do. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. Yeah, yeah, sure, no, sure. No. They're, they're good people. Yeah, they are. Know? They make good wine and cheese. And okay. I can't, And their breads are good. I love their Delicious. bread. Yeah, Delicious. Their bread are good. Um, uh, but they don't. Do they make good watches too? I think no. Those are the oh, Swiss. Swiss. That's Swiss people. Right, the Swiss, right, right. and they make good cheese. Germans, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Germans. Anything else going on? I don't know. I, I, um, I, I don't know. I have some different. You know, we're we're in the the middle of uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, as we were saying, I uh, just mm-hmm. had a left a Hanukkah party at my uh, my house. Had all the relatives over, lighting candles. Um, we have Christmas. even your side of the family came over. Yeah, 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 yeah. My parents. Really? Yeah, yeah. My parents. Uh, I thought um, they just owned you for becoming no, no, a Jew. No, no, no. My parents are Judeophiles. No, my parents love Jews. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've always been uh, very... For the know, jokes? Is that it? Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you yeah, know, my sister uh, and uh, Michael Dees was there. and, uh, and, and They're still banging each other, those well, two? <laughs> I mean, I, get, I don't know. How does know. that make you feel? Your sister, you well, know, who's I, like 40 years younger than him, banging no, you know, this No, no. I mean, you know, they're, the, Michael's a little bit older than me. My sister's a little bit younger. But, uh, you know, they, they're a lovely couple. I love Michael, so I'm quite happy that they're together. It's uh, 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 They're... Uh, y'all go wish deep all the when best. y'all go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does your sister's daughter call him Daddy D's? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think so. No, but they, they like Michael. They've, they've met him before, and uh, and uh, yes, he's he's good with kids, and you know, he's he's very sweet guy, of course. So. Well, my my thing is, once the family like you, you in. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is a guy who has been a close friend of mine for years and years, and. 
my sister just met him in the last few years and they started dating. So it's, uh, again, I didn't fix him up, but, uh, you know, New Orleans is. Get a away. Sm- well, it seems like they're happy. New, yes, and New Orleans is a small town. So, you know, you're going you're gonna to meet people. Uh, everybody's going to cross paths sooner or later. Definitely. Well, uh, well, you know, another thing, Manny, if, if you don't have anything else, and we should get to our guest here in a, in a second, but, uh, uh, well, on the, on the subject of Christmas and, and Hanukkah, mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, you know, scratchers. You know, we always talk about the scratchers. Now, what do you think about scratchers as a Christmas gift or a Hanukkah uh, gift? I, uh, that's a good stocking stuff for scratchers. Yeah. They're very good. I could do that every year. Uh, my wife, I do it with my wife and my daughter. These fucking dogs here, man. They fucking stink. Uh, now they have all these runners coming in, oh, so I'm not God. sure who, who's uh, who's who. Jesus, <laughs> what's look going at this. on here? They but, stink uh, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're going to oh. point any fingers. No, scratchers are good gifts. I mean, they're cheap. You know, you buy twenty dollars worth of scratchers, and maybe someone gets lucky, wins a hundred bucks right. or five hundred bucks. Right. There you go. You know, and you don't have to feel guilty about doing it because everyone loves a scratcher. Sure, they always yeah. fit. It's always the right color. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, like it's <laughs> like you buy a sweater or something. It might be the wrong size, but uh, scratch yeah, is always the right size. Yeah, scratch is always the right size. Um, yeah, it's a good gift. Uh, people seem to like it. But you know what? Uh, what I wanted to talk about is that uh, you know our our uh, city of New Orleans is uh, their chief of police is uh, calling it quits, and oh, yeah. uh, they've got an, uh, our mayor Latoya Cantrell has decided to put an interim chief of police until she finds someone full-time to take over the job. Okay. And that interim is a woman named, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Woodfork, Mrs. Woodfork. Okay. Who's yeah, yeah I, think, I think a few years ago, back, her uncle was the first black Chief police of police chief. back in yeah. the 70s, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. no kidding, I didn't yeah, realize Yeah, back right. in the 70s. Okay. And his wife... Who I got to know uh, 20 years ago when I first ran for mayor, uh, Mrs. Woodford, is an activist. Oh, She's really? become a, a citizen activist for people, uh, you know, who are wrongly accused and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And she, uh, she was, you know, uh, I met her in 2000, 2001. You were trying uh, to beat a rap? <laughs> no, no, no. I was, <laughs> no, uh, I was my. It was my first time running for mayor of this city, and I didn't know many people. And she invited me into her home. She said, oh. "You seem interesting to me. I'd like to get to know you." Okay. And I thought twice about that when she said that. <laughs> like a but, Mrs. Robinson kind yeah, of thing, exactly. possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so uh, I went over to meet her, me and my girlfriend at the time. And uh, uh, we were filming a, a mockumentary about the whole thing. And we went there with some cameras and stuff. Uh, and she lived somewhere off of, uh, I think, St. Claude or something like that. I can't remember the exact neighborhood. But uh, it was a small little shotgun type of place. And we walked in. She says, come on in, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Come on in. And it was your typical little living room. Uh, it was, you know, a sofa. Uh, a little coffee table, a TV, a bong, and uh, <laughs> but in the middle of this little living room, in the middle of this little living room, we could not believe there was this like refrigerator-sized Xerox machine. Wow! And that was her office. That's where she did everything. And I mean, you had to walk around. It was like a monolith from 2001. <laughs> you know, it, it was wow. crazy, going nuts. Um, 
But there was this huge thing, and, and she was walking around talking to us and stuff like that. And now I don't know if she's still alive or not, but I did get to know her. And she is in our, in our, in our film for oh, briefly okay. at one of the uh, forums. She is there making a speech and stuff like that. Uh, I don't remember her first name. I just remember calling her Mrs. Whitfork. Okay. But I just thought it was the most hilarious thing. She had this... In this tiny little living room, you know, like a business, business uh, she had this huge Xerox machine. Right, old, old style Xerox. Oh, I mean, right. it was first like, gen. yeah, first gen <laughs> from like the 50s. Wow. You know? The wow. tubes in it. Something out of Mad Men. Right, right. show wow. Mad Men. Uh, vacuum yeah. tubes. Yeah, it was just insanity. And um, okay, but, so you so you have a familial connection with with uh, the with new, our new interim chief of yeah, police. Yeah, okay. so I think she's so the you niece. In. You all the way. She's in. the niece. Okay. Yeah, oh. I think that she's the niece or something like okay, that. Okay, well now I'm now I'm liking her more. You yeah, know, as long well, as we so got a, yeah, we she's got only interim, track. you know. Right, she's well, for now. Interim like interim coaches in the NFL. Right, they they right. don't last too long. You right. Know? I think she's gonna be okay. She seemed like she's focused. All yeah, right. let's hope. All right. Look yeah, at this we, fucking uh, animal over here. Yeah, Jesus man, fucking man, Christ. Man. You know. Anyway, as you can tell, as the show goes on, I'm not a pet person. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we have some. Make that two of us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually when I walked in, I'm like, so what oh, the hell is this? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. There, not there's my... dogs with neon necklaces. You know. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. At least you can see them coming. It's not. Uh, That's not, what they I'm won't, They won't about. scare you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't some, see them shitting. They don't though. creep you up can't. on you. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But it is different to have a dog sitting. I've never done a podcast with a dog sitting on the sofa next to me here. It's always the first time. That well, that's go. true. That is true. They look like good dogs, though. Really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, you know, man, the place filled up quick, huh? Boy, yeah, uh, it really, really took a turn there. Well, uh, uh, Manny, maybe yeah. We should let's get, our, get to our guest before this crowd. Uh, yeah, before they you know, lose control. These starts people. taking, uh, sacrificing one of these dogs. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, our, our guest here, is, uh, we've known each other for a long time, played many dates uh, on the same, shared many bills together. We, we go way back. He's, uh, he's, he comes from a family band. Uh, he's a, a, a second or third generation uh, le leading this group. He's a tremendous, dynamic uh, front man, band leader, singer, rub board player, also plays accordion, leads the fantastic uh, Zydeco Twisters, uh, took over for his dad, Rockin' Doopsy. Uh, uh, and has has carried the tradition forward and expanded it. Uh, uh, one of the most recognizable Zydeco performers in the world. Without further ado, the great Mr. Rockin' Doopsy Jr. Welcome, Doopsy. It's good to be here, Renee. How, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. Thanks we're for glad you. Yeah, oh, we're happy glad holidays. You. Happy oh, holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, so the way this happened, I'm in at Guitar Center a couple of weeks ago, and I'm standing, uh, actually buying some headphones, and. Uh, 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 there's a guy in front of me, and 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 it's, he looks back, and we look at each other, and we're like, "Hey, man, we're I can tell we're both trying to figure out who the other yeah, guy I, is." I, I'm, oh, thinking, really? I'm thinking, is that Renee from the? Oh, really? Well, and I don't want to ask, but you know, right, right. right. Well, it's like he made the first move because I. The, well, he always makes the first well, move. Well, actually, I, that's I, how gay I, had, is. I think I had on sweatpants, a baseball cap, yeah, and yeah. I had two yeah. ponytails. Right, right, right. And didn't have the glasses on, <laughs> yeah, didn't have the hat, you yeah. know. And I'm, I'm going, man, I know this guy. How do I know this guy? <laughs> and then I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm standing in line behind him, like, 
Oh, that's Doopsy, man. Oh, yeah, that's holy my cognito moly. look, man. Right, right, Nobody right. recognized me like that. Well, <laughs> it, it goes to show you when you see somebody, I mean, it wasn't totally out of context because it is a music store, but we're right. used to seeing each other in our stage gear, that's you right. know, like that's ready right. to go on. So uh, it was a little bit out of context. It really was because normally on stage we just walk up to each other right. and say, well, hey, know, man, what's happening? We know exactly who each other are. Definitely. Right, right, right. And, and it reminded me of something like, you know, David Bowie used to be able to do this in New York. You know, he'd. He could walk around Lower Manhattan with, like, uh, you know, just a baseball cap on, like shorts, and he would walk right by people because people are thinking nobody knew nothing. N- nobody's looking for David Bowie to be walking around right. in shorts. And and uh, uh, anyway, so so I was uh, I was on my toes and I, I hit him up right then and there to uh, come on the Trouble Bend podcast. So and and thanks for having me, man. I'm, oh man, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's it's great to have you. And this is uh, one of the last shows of the year, if not the last show. So it's an honor to go out with a bang here. Well, I'm happy to be the butt of the show. So that's good. Nice, it's nice. always good. It's nice. always good to be the caboose right. <laughs> <laughs> well so let's get back into uh to give the the troubled nation some background on rock and doopsy jr so uh i know your dad came from karen crow but uh where'd, where'd you grow up i grew up in lafayette louisiana me okay. and all my siblings my father was born and raised in karen crow and my mother was from bow bridge pumbro from bow bridge louisiana okay and uh both my parents spoke little english because uh, my grandparents and my parents, they spoke a lot of French. Uh-huh, Creole French, right? Creole, yeah, Creole French. And uh, my daddy was a farmer, and my grandfather was an accordion player. Mm-hmm. And that's how my father started playing accordion. And a lot of people that may know or may not know, my father was left-handed. So he was kind of like the Jimi Hendrix. He took a right-hand accordion, turned it upside down, and played it backwards. Right. You know, and growing up, Growing up, uh, with my father being a musician, there were always guys like the late Gate Mount Brown and 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 BB King and and uh, Albert Collins and all those guys. When they play in Lafayette, they stop at the house. Nice. And my father would either barbecue or cook gumbo and stuff. And uh, I knew they were musicians, and it's something that I knew I always wanted to do because. You know, going to festivals as a little boy, watching my father perform. Right. I knew that's what I wanted to do. You knew that they were musicians because there was lots of drugs going on, too? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, when they were coming up, th- those guys, they were mo- drugs guys. They, they, they right. were more drinks. They, uh, vodka and, 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 and uh, the hard liquor, you right. know, like uh, me and the man. vodka yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Crown Royal and, and, okay. and a lot the of absence. cigarette smoking and, yeah. and cigar smoking and stuff. Okay. Those old those old guys like like BB King and those guys when they come over, I've, I've really never seen them do drugs. Yeah, um, but they always would drink a lot of Crown Royal, heavy, heavy, yeah. and smoke <laughs> a lot of cigarettes back to back to back to back. Yeah, and it's and, it, and it's when I first start to perform with my father. And I started coming to New Orleans uh-huh. and seeing a lot of musicians like 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 the Dr. Jones and, and, and a few of these other musicians. And that's when I started to be around a lot of marijuana smoking and stuff. And, right, I, and, right. and I got hip to that. You know? Okay. And I'm like, this, this, this is a different thing. Yeah. You know? So uh, <laughs> this, this could be all right for me. Right, right. That's New generation. Kind of, that's my kind of generation. Sure, yeah. sure. Now, now, just to, to give uh, uh, the, the people some background on on, on your dad, Rockin' Doopsy, you know, he he uh, 
led the Zydeco Twisters for forever, was a, a huge uh, star. And right, well, actually, okay, before ahead. it was the Zydeco Twisters, it was Rock and Doopsy and the Cajun Twisters. Okay, it was the Cajun Twisters. Uh, being he was from Lafayette, uh -huh. and I remember, I remember playing Pins Landing in Philadelphia. I was playing with my father, Gene Knight. The Neville Brothers and I think Fats Domino. Uh, nice. We were in Philadelphia, and I remember Quint Davis telling my father, he goes, "You know, you're not, you're Creole, you're not Cajun. You ought to, you ought to change your name to Rock and Doopsy and the Zydeco Twisters, because in French, Zydeco is snap bean." Oh, okay. And uh, my father was like, "Well, you know, you're right. I'm gonna do that." And 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 Quint Quint Davis was the one that got my get my father to change. From Rock and Dukes and the Cajun Twisters to the Zydeco. Twister. Okay, shout out to Quinn Davis. Uh, yeah, for, man, for because the, the, the yeah, branding there. Because yeah. when I was a kid, up until I was like 13 years old, it was the Cajun Twisters. Okay. Then it turned out to be the Zydeco Twisters. But um, you know, I remember growing up playing at Jay's Lounge in Kington. Uh, with my father would play there. Clifton Chenier would play there. Marsha Ball, Stevie Ray Vaughan, right. a whole lot of uh, great. People from around the industry would go to K's Lounge in uh, uh, Jay's Lounge in Kington, uh -huh. and then was open Grant Street Dance Hall. Okay, and Grant Street was kind of like like the Tipitinas of New Orleans. Sure, because everybody went to Grant Street. I'm sure right. y'all. Yeah, yeah, Guana's played there through, many, many times. Eight, yeah, yeah. Late '80s, early '90s. Uh, yeah, all through the '90s. Oh, I saw that somebody opened that space up again yes. recently, right? It's, yes. Uh, it's uh, they got another venue going. In yeah, there. it's a definite. Yeah, Lafayette. Lafayette has grown. I've been I've been out of Lafayette. I moved to New Orleans in 1999. Okay. But you know, all my brothers are still living in Lafayette, and my mother is still in Lafayette. Oh. Which I'm gonna go visit her tomorrow. Oh, you nice. Because uh, like I got a, a busy boy. weekend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. You know, growing up, my father was from Karen Crow. He had no education, first grade education, because uh -huh. he had to help his mother crop. You know, and work in the field. You know, yeah. break corn and okra and stuff like that. My my father couldn't read or write, but he knew numbers. Yeah. You know, he knew numbers and uh, he knew definitely knew money. Yeah. You know, and that <laughs> I always try to figure out. If a man have no education, he can't read or write, but he's yeah. very educated on numbers and money. Right. I'm missing something. You yeah. Know? But he but he was uh, a very very. Sharp guy, very intelligent guy, very very sharp guy. Right, know? right. He really was. Now I I have a memory of your dad where uh, uh, I was. It was a a bill that had like uh, I was playing with Johnny Adams and it was I think we flew to like Albuquerque or Phoenix or uh -huh. something. I know you were on the band at the time, yeah. but it was like uh, yeah, uh, uh, Rock and Doopsy and uh, I think Anson Funderburg, yes. and Sam Myers yes. and yes. Johnny Adams. And and we're sitting at the the dinner table, but after we'd flown in, we had to go do the gig in a little bit. So I'm, it's there, me, Johnny Adams, your dad, and it was right after uh, your dad had just played on the the Bob Dylan's Oh Mercy record. Right, right. And I was I'm a lifelong Bob Dylan fan. I'm asking him about that, and he's telling me about the session. And then and and I love this. Your dad goes, Bob Dylan, you know he's big. And I, and I thought I love this that that Doopsy is, you know, he's he's a professional musician his whole life, but you know the the regionalism 
of of Lafayette and the the insular yeah. nature. Like he wasn't even to to him. Bob Dylan is like, yeah. I mean, I guess I've heard of Bob right. Dylan. Right. You know, but, we yeah. had to tell him yeah. who Bob Dylan was right. because <laughs> this this is gonna mess you up. We we playing in in New York in New York at Tramps. Mm-hmm. We playing at Tramps for a whole week. So uh, the late Ed Bradley from sixty minutes. Right. It was Ed Bradley, Jimmy Buffett, and uh, it's the first time I ever met, uh, God, it wasn't Liza Milani. What was the other lady name? Uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Oh, good Bette call. Midler, that's her. Bette Midler. <laughs> good call, they were all, it was, They were all together. Okay. So they came in with Paul Simon uh-huh. at Tramps uh-huh. for my father to play on the Graceland album. Right. My dad had no idea who Paul Simon was. Uh-huh. I tried I tried to tell him. So we go back to Lafayette and we're playing Grand Street and Mike Hennessy was the owner of Grand Street. Uh-huh. And he said, Man, this guy, Paul Simon, he said he couldn't say David. He said he called me Davis. He said, Davis say this guy <laughs> is a phenomenal world musician. I should do this with him. And Mike Hennessy said, yeah, man, Simon and Goldfunk, you don't know who that is. And my father, you know, he's, I mean, he's old school. He goes, no, right. I have no idea. I thought it was some law firm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he thought it was a law firm. firm. Yeah. He goes, I, I have yeah. no idea who it is. So Paul Simon comes down and we record five instrumental songs at J.D. Miller studio in Crowley, Louisiana. Oh, the great J. Miller. Yeah, yeah he yeah. told my dad, just play five of your best up-tempo song. So my dad had this song, My Baby, She's Gone, My Baby, She's Gone, and She Won't Be Long. Right, that was right, the melody to the music. Right. So that's when that's the song Paul Simon took, and he did uh, on a Graceland album, That Was Your Mother. Uh-huh. That's the song that became That Was Your Mother. So Graceland came out. One one best album of the year, got a Grammy, set my daddy a couple of Grammys, a gold and platinum album. And Paul Simon calls my father and says, Ducey, they want us to play on Saturday Night Live. Here's another oh, scenario. My father yeah. don't know what Saturday Night Live is. I had to tell him. <laughs> I love so it. he gives him the date. So my daddy tells Paul Simon, well, that's good. I'm ready. So he gives him the date. And Paul Simon... My dad goes, oh, no, I can't, I can't do that date. He goes, why not? My dad, my dad goes, because I promised the priest at St. Francis of Assisi in Houston, Texas, I was going to play for him that night. Because we, you know, it was right. my father, Clifton Chenier, Buckwheat Zodico, uh, Rock and Sydney, John Delafonte. They oh, do wow. the circuit every okay. other Saturday playing the church halls in Houston. Oh, okay. And my dad told Paul Simon, if they can't change the date, I can't do it. And, you know, I was disappointed because I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. And we wind up not doing it because my father didn't want to. He, he said, to, I promised the priest I was going to play for him. And he was a man of his word. That's what he did. his commitment. Wow, crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's old that's, school, That's man. something I'll never forget. Yeah, well, that's. I thought that was so charming, man. It's like yeah. I, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Bob Dylan, he's big. I'm yeah, going, you know, so yeah, Doopsie, Dylan's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty. Actually, Daniel Lemoir had brought him to the Maple Leaf to see us. Okay. And uh, that's when he wanted to record with us and with my father and us. And we recorded at Daniel Lemoir's studio. Right, Kingsway Studio down there in yeah, Esplanade. It, it, yep. it was here in New Orleans. Um, and we we went in, and we did the song, 
And the following weekend, uh, Bono from YouTube came mm -hmm. and checked out some Zydeco on us because she was looking for a Zydeco band to open up for him. Okay. So he wound up going with Buckwheat Zydeco. Uh -huh. And I'll never forget Bono acting me. He goes, man, that washboard, do you play that thing or does that thing play you? He's like, man, I've, and he goes, I've never seen nobody put that much energy and rhythm in it. And I tell you, man, coming from him, you know, it, it motivated me, made yeah. me want to do more than what I was doing. Okay. In your dad's band, you were you were a guy that people couldn't take their eyes off of when you when you came out there and you're well, doing the high you. kicks and the splits. Well, I, yeah, and, I was uh, my I was my father's showman, right? You know, and Hype my, man my older and, brother Tiger, uh, my you was talking about Jewish. I have a Jewish name. My, yeah, right. My Ruben. real name is David Rubin. Right, right. But uh, my father's name is Elton Rubin. Uh -huh. And my, my brother, Tiger, he really is the junior. So my father gave me the junior name as his musician professional name. Professional speaking. Uh -huh. his professional name. Uh -huh. And I was his entertainer. I remember before every show where we would travel or even at Jazz Fest, he tell me, well, go warm him up. Go warm him up for me. He goes, I don't care how high you jump and come down in the split. When I get up there, I want to hear them people screaming. Yeah. So I'd go out there and I'd, I'd do the best I can. And right. I'd, I'd get them going. And, you know, they, they, the fans never let me down. Right, right. Well, and you have a trademark uh, uh, phrase. You'll, you'll often say, uh, somebody scream. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's right. my thing. Now, you know? I hear other people copying that, but you kind of started that, right? As yeah, far as I, I could I, tell. I, I got that thing going, you know, the somebody screaming. I got a lot of musicians telling me, man, you know, we, we do the somebody scream, but it's like we don't get the response that you get. But I've been doing it forever. Sometimes I can be walking down the street dressed as Rockin' Dupes uh -huh. Jr. Uh -huh. And I'll have people look at me and say, somebody scream. Like if I'm at a Saints right. game or a Hornets <laughs> game. And, sure. and yeah, it's a little thing I got that, right, that caught right. on. It's Catch a good phrase. thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, so did you ever consider saying, uh, uh, how did you arrive on, on somebody scream? Did you ever think of saying everybody scream? No? Uh, uh, I think somebody scream is, is perfect. Well, but, you know, uh, being from... Lafayette, Louisiana, the Bayou, right? French uh, culture, Creole, Cajun. You know, uh, I would say our 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 language is kind of broken down. Okay. So instead of say everybody scream, which should be the proper way, you know, I'm old country boy, so I say somebody scream. And believe it or not, when my father would say it, he wouldn't say somebody would scream. The proper way for him to to say it was. Let me hear you, right? Uh -huh. But he'd say, let me hear you. Let me hear you. That's how he'd say it. Uh -huh. He'd say, let me hear you. And he'd throw his hands in the air and everybody would scream. So I try to tell him, just say somebody scream. He tried it a few times. He said, oh, no, I don't like that. So he right. goes, let me hear you. You know, that's just the way he was growing sure, up. Sure. He grew up. You well, know? My dad used to say that, too. With oh, his really? Belt. Yeah, he'd bring out his belt and say, somebody scream to this kid. There you go. Yay. You know. But, you know, listen, my... Uh, my wife has a great story about your dad's band. Really? She went to the college down there for a couple of years, USL. US, or, yeah, yeah, they, they had was, the thing called, called Lanyard Day. Yeah, but it was called something else before they changed the name, I think. Uh, I don't know, University of Lafayette, US, I don't know. She went there in the early 80s. Okay. And it was voted by Playboy magazine, the number one party school. Right. Really? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 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 number one party school. And they're... Their football pro, they had a good football team one year, and apparently the NCAA 
came down and then because they they were caught illegally recruiting athletes in basketball, baseball, and all that. Really? So instead of just like saying, "Oh fuck, we're fucked," the president of the college decided decided that okay, well, we got caught. Let's make it a holiday. So he got your dad's band to play at the university. And they gave out free, that keggers of beer, free food and all that. Yeah, they boiled crawfish. Yeah, the boiled crawfish. And they made it a holiday, even though they were, like, suspended for one year of all athletic programs. Yeah, and then they made it an annual thing. They called it Lanyap Day. Right, yeah, crawfish, yeah, 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 And it was yeah, once yeah. a year. It was Lanyap Day. Yeah, okay. Well, it yeah. started because they got busted. I didn't know that's why yeah, it started. Yeah, and then the president of the college said, well... Fuck the NC2A. We'll make it a holiday, and that's right. when they started the whole party. And your your band, your dad's band, was the first to ever play. Yeah, I remember. I remember those days. Yeah, nice, nice. Because wow. it was the number one party school. It for was. Years. Well, I didn't know it was the number one party school, but I had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> well, I'm always just working keep it right there. Right, you know? right, right. Well, well. So you know, talking about a family band, like my father was a, a, a band leader. You know, had played uh, weddings and dances and stuff. Right. And I, I grew up in that milieu, and it's a uh, it's a cool thing to be able to you know like watch somebody do something day in and day out, and, and you know see the the internal part of it to where when you get to to where you want to do it, you kind of already know the job. You've been watching somebody do it and 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 then you had a uh, older brother that was already playing the band well and, actually and you, you came up playing in other bands i, I came up listening my influences was like i always liked zydeco music because my father was a zydeco musician my grandfather was and it Kind of like a mixture of little blues and rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? Uh, along with, but, with uh, some of the Cajun rhythms and stuff. Right. And, and right. I, my thing was, I I always wanted to be an entertainer. So what influenced me most was watching James Brown, as you can see, Jackie Wilson, okay, Michael Jackson, you know, and Prince. Right. I was always into the entertainers. Okay. Everybody that did something with their legs and feet and stuff, uh -huh. I would always copy it. And, and me and my brother Tiger, when we were in grade school, we won the talent show five years in a row, singing one song, the Jackson Five, Rockin' Robin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, as we got older, Tiger joined my father's band in 1977, okay. uh, playing drums. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I joined my father's band well, I played with him back then as a kid, but then I finally joined the band and really got paid in 1982 as a full-time musician because he said, all my all my boys are going to play with me, you know, and, right. and I got a chance to travel the world and, you know, Man. enjoy life and, and, and chase women and watch him chase women and right. didn't know if that was right for well, him. Well, that was my next question. Now, I felt how, bad for how my is mom, uh, uh, your mom with all this well she didn't know and, and we wouldn't allow to tell that's but what, I mean, made, the kids that's what made me a bad man when I had girlfriends kids, I ran the around the kids becoming musicians and stuff did she want you to just stay in school and things like that or she was happy that you were just out there making money jumping up and down well actually saying, my, mom, uh, my mom wanted us to stay in school yeah you know and, and actually I was the only boy I got three three brothers I got my older brother Tiger then it was me then Anthony, who took my father's place, mm -hmm. then my younger brother, Dwayne. Right. But out of all the brothers, I'm the only brother that graduated high school 
And I think Anthony and Dwayne got that uh, GED, but Tiger uh-huh. quit school yeah. like in the tenth grade. Yeah, you know, but, he was already uh, playing. And, and it was so cool because right? my father was there for my graduation. Oh, nice. nice yeah, nice. I'm sure he was very proud uh, after you know yeah. he had to leave and, and you know have, have right, right. And, and you no know, education. me, and my yeah. father, we were, we were father and son, but we was like the best of friends. Yeah. You know, I remember a lot of times when we did a couple of the daytime shows and late night shows. You know, because he couldn't read and write. I was his guy that would. Uh-huh. Father, you know, and, and right. he tell him, well, you know, I got to take right. my son Davis with me on the show, you know. Uh-huh. So, so I got to travel and meet a lot of people through him. And uh, I tell you, man, I miss him every day. After after he passed, it was like a big something missed me. And God rest the soul of Dr. John and B.B. and Aaron. Aaron's still with us, you know. Right. But after my father passed, you know, uh, I remember Dr. John telling me, he goes, man, he goes, yo, yo father would be so happy to see your little motherfucking ass do what the fuck you're doing because you took his music to another fucking level and coming from him that made me feel good yeah you know and then 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 bb told me the same thing and then cyril and all the nevels in in the great gate mount brown late great gate mount brown i remember the first show i did my father was booked to play street scene in san diego Uh and the lineup was my father zachary richard and gate mount brown Mm-hmm. So we wind up doing the show, and Gate Mouth said, man, you can do this. He said, make your daddy proud. He goes, you a crazy little motherfucker anyway. Just get up and do the crazy <laughs> shit you do. And, and, you know, that night on, listen, getting that advice from Gate Mouth, that's what motivated me to do what I did on stage with my father. But like Gate said, the only difference is you're not only going to be playing the washboard and dancing, you're going to be doing all the singing. Right. And, and that's what pushed me forward from that night on. Nice, man, man. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about passing the torch and having those, yeah, those, man. those, those guys. I, I, think, uh, I, I think he'd be proud of me. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember my father at my graduation, he said, somebody scream. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Manny, I'm looking at the, the drinks and the, the, the clock, and I uh, think it's about that time, huh? Yeah, we need a refill. Yep. Rocking, yeah, we need to get another one. So, so the, the troubled nation knows the drill. Uh, go get a libation, go use the restroom, and uh, do what you have to do. But we'll be right back. We'll be back, folks. Thank you. 
And we're back. Yeah. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yeah. I am Renee Coleman. Yes, you are. Back with our guest, Mr. Rockin' Doopsy Jr. You know who you are. Hey, hey, hey. You know who you are. And uh, thankfully, I do know still who I am at the moment. Um, So, uh, uh, Doopsy, I I know that you're a busy guy, and, and, you know, uh, it's your first time at Snake and Jake's. uh, I love it. Surprisingly, and, and, uh, you know, possibly you're kind of new to the Trouble Men podcast, but I will tell you, uh, uh, as all the listeners know, that uh, we've we've had a a checkered history with sponsors, and uh, as you might imagine... And uh, based on the content of the show, and, and we're back to our original sponsor, Loose Change. And uh, Loose Change is, you know, the kind of like just spare change that you might have uh, I got you. laying around different places. And uh, Manny always talks about all the places that uh, you could find Loose yeah, Change. But I got to say, Manny, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Troubled Nation seems like they've run out of Loose Change because even uh, though we say this every week, uh, oh. We're not getting any, not getting any loose change in. You know, oh. it's like you can tell. Well, it is the holidays, and people are trying to they're, save. They're on money. a budget, yeah. Yeah, Everyone's well, after the pandemic, budget. ain't nobody dropping shit no more. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you can always tell when when someone's contributing to supporting the podcast because yeah. I'll say their name. Right. So, yeah. so if uh, if we go by a week and I don't say anybody's name, that's because we got zero support. Oh. Damn. So now oh, I yeah. know we don't have zero listeners because I, I see what the numbers are, are and we I see we have. Consistent listeners, we have people that uh, listen every week. A lot of people have listened to every. Maybe we should get into crypto. Well, that's what I'm saying. The NFTs, crypto. I don't know. You know, I could start putting some of this behind a paywall and make people have to pay it. I hate to have to do that. I thought I'd rather just you know have the honor system or the dishonor system. You know, where you put it all out there and the people that are enjoying it that are. That are uh, you know listening who, week in you know, week I, out. I don't. I haven't carried cash in years. Right. Well, that's why. That's why yeah. we, we have the the PayPal and the Venmo links. That's the the. the there you the, go. So you know we we've we've gone uh, hey, 21st century. Right I'll on. Give you some loose change. Uh, uh, right on. Right. Uh, that's the spirit. We don't want our guests to have to do that, but I, I like the spirit that you you. Yeah. You, you see yeah. All right, baby. We got the uh, got uh, loose change and loose women. I, I there like it. we go. Loose yeah. shoes, loose shoes, loose tight shoes. pussy, man. That's what we there like. Good morning. Go. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. But, uh, and a warm place to shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the third part <laughs> that's of that's what yeah. I'm talking Earl about. Butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but uh, anyway, so but so, loose change, uh, so, yeah, yeah, we so, needed people. So you know, we're we're trying to keep the show on the road. We're we're bringing you. Uh, we haven't haven't dropped on the guest quality at all. In fact, we're building yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. you never know we're going to pull out a rocks and rock and doopsy junior on you. Right. You know, next <laughs> week is Don Rickles. Yeah, Whoa. Don yeah, Rickles, <laughs> back from the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, watch out, having, yeah. having a seance. Talk about. Um, he probably has socks full of loose change. Yeah, you that got guy. dead right. <laughs> yeah, couple of socks. He's got his wife lying in bed going, help me with the jewelry. Ah, there you go. That kind of stuff. So so anyway, we have the the, the PayPal and the Venmo link. They're in the the show notes of every show, as well as the the, uh, Facebook page, that pinned post. You can find those links there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Come Rate on, America! Review. Subscribe. Yeah. Give subscribe. that loose change. Yeah. It, I know you got it. Give, yeah. it, give us five stars of it. Right, right, right. You got Somebody scream! Under, <laughs> under, <laughs> under the house, it's buried. Loose change. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, and and also, um, you know, uh, share it on on social media. Tell your friends about the podcast. And we still have the the uh, Troubled Men podcast T-shirts and tank oh, tops yeah. are are going out. 
out, you know. Uh, when are we going to get the bikinis? Well, we had, bikinis. we had someone yesterday. We had uh, two two members of the of the, the nation. One suggested uh, a thong, Troubleman Podcast yeah. thong. Yeah. Another suggested Troubleman Podcast sleep mask. And I thought, okay, that could double as like a hostage uh, blindfold, you know, <laughs> potentially. So so I like it. I like both of those ideas. We're gonna there you be, go. We're going to be working on that, expand the, uh, the merch. Uh, and we should get the Kardashians to model it. Okay, there all right. Uh, setting your sights high. Ass yeah. all over the place. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Okay. Yeah. And, They've uh, got a lot of loose something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely loose. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Caitlyn Jenner probably has a lot of loose jazz. Yeah, she is very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, saying. All right. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, again, we have our, our old buddy, uh, Brant Ryder, has got that uh, Great Escape uh, baking company. He's still got you the liniment. The, the nation should check it out, man. I'm telling you, this stuff is the shit. Yeah, it's got the Healing Dragon uh, yeah. topical uh, uh, Delta 8 THC yeah. uh, uh, application. You know, if you got the arthritis go. or uh, it's got yeah. the, the doggy, uh, doggy uh, gummies and, and uh, all that shit. So uh, the, that's uh, the Great Escape that's also in the the show notes the link to that and and yeah. uh brant's such a friend of the show he's throwing in a 15 percent off if you use the uh, troubled one five uh, promo code yeah so uh that probably does it for all that business right now so back to our terrific guest mr rock and doopsy jr so uh doopsy we were, we were talking about you know you're uh, you just at the point of your your father passes suddenly he's a young man uh, just about the age we are now, and you think about it, it's crazy, man. That's right. So he was 61 years old. We're, we're right in that striking distance. I think yeah. you're about our age, man. You might be. Yeah, a I'm, year. I'm, 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 I'm right on. I'm knocking on you, baby. Right in that, man. Me and me and Manny. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, crazy. So you, you take over the band, you and 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 you don't miss a beat. You don't. You all don't miss any dates, and and it goes from there. Now. Um, and, and you know you're putting out records, and I'm I'm looking at all the, these places you you play. You wind up playing, you know, like a, besides all the festival shows you do, and and uh, you know concerts, theater shows all around. You know, you do some some exciting private dates as well. You know, it's right. like uh, yeah. Now I wonder. You ever play for any like uh, Russian oligarchs or or any of these uh, parties like these eyes wide shut parties where shit gets real crazy like super rich people where uh, you gotta I'd, keep I'd, it all in the hush hush. I'd I'd like to play I'd like to play for one of those but they haven't called me yet. Okay. You know, I, I guess they, I, I guess they know uh, how nasty I am. You know, so they keep me the fuck away from them. You know, but uh, no, I, I, I've never played. But I am. I, but believe it or not, I am playing this private wedding. Thursday night uh, in Husser, Louisiana. I've never heard of that place. Uh, me either, yeah. But I think it's on the other side of Slidell. Okay. And believe it or not, one of the songs they want to hear is My Dingaling by Chuck uh, Berry. Keeping it classy. Keeping yeah. it classy. I'm like, okay, what kind of fucking night is this going to be? But I'm looking forward to it. But All I right. Got it. All right. Yeah. Might be one but of yeah, those guys watching I'd, I'd like to play them... Uh, Kind of parties, Arab Emirates. I've been I've been to them kind of parties, yeah. but I've, I've never played it. But I've I've been to them kind of parties. Now, trust me. Now let me ask, since you're bringing up those kind of parties, have you ever been to a party at a at a downtown uh, uh, penthouse where there's a a, a miniature uh, kangaroo? 
I never. I, Have I you never heard seen, about the, the no, miniature no, kangaroo? No, no, no. I never seen no miniature kangaroo. <laughs> I know, not, no, I never went that I, far I, yet. I know some of you out there will, will go. Oh, I know about the miniature kangaroo. Yeah, there's uh, people we won't name names, but uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> there's there's some of those New Orleans, uh, uh, you know, kind of soirees you can. Uh, be invited to and and uh, I guess so, so they got a smaller pouch. Is that it? I've been well, to some. I've been to some wild parties. I'm just gonna yeah, say that I've okay. been to some wild parties where I found myself doing shit that I I shouldn't have been doing. But when it's all said and done, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but no kangaroo was involved, was it? No, no, no uh, kangaroo. Right. Not so far. Not so far. I don't understand. Well, what does a ninja kangaroo have to? I don't. Well, it's just an unusual uh, uh, kind of animal to have at a, at a party, but uh, and and it was so it's so unusual that if you've been to one, you would you would recognize this. So I thought it, maybe if I threw that out, uh, uh, David might might uh, you know go, oh yeah, I've been to one of those parties, but uh, not yet. Uh, no, right. not yet. Something no, I, not, I haven't either. No, I've just no, heard about no, it. No, I ain't got that deep in in the forest yet. Right. <laughs> well, well, one, one guy I know you, you did encounter, so y'all played the White House, right? Yes, yes. And, and you had when Bill Clinton was there. Right, right. So, I mean, that's as close to eyes wide shut, you know, as, as a lot of people may ever get, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, that was that was a great experience because uh, we got to play the White House. And, um, now, did he want to sit in? Did he ask if he could play saxophone? We tried. You? We tried yeah. to get him to play, but he didn't want to play. Because right. he stunk? And, yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh, he stunk? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't even get that close he's to him. More of a, he's no, more no. But, uh, <laughs> his playing stunk. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, he, I'm going to tell you what was cool, though. They, they, they let us check out the White House, but we couldn't go to the sleeping quarters. We only could go on the bottom floor where they had the red room, the blue room, the green room, and, and okay. like where all the first ladies decorated it. Uh-huh. And I tell you, from probably from where we sit to that corner right here, there was a bathroom in there. And it was like a fucking library. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to use the bathroom. Well, that's what I call and my bathroom. And of course, you're in the White House, so you're going to shake your dick, shake your little piss on the floor just to let them know you was in there. <laughs> you know, so, that's, so that's what the fuck I did. You know nice. what I'm saying? That's but, it, but, but it was cool, though. But yeah, but we tried to get Clinton to play, but he didn't want to play the saxophone. Right. He was all worn out. And now, it was so cool, man, because it was us and uh, a brass band from New Orleans. And at the time, country singer Hunter Hayes he was about 11 to 12 years old back then uh huh yeah yeah and so what was, was cool. this for his birthday it was just a fatal dough oh we really had a, we had a sheriff in Jefferson Parish that uh, was so fucking powerful and he knew everybody Harry Lee Harry yeah Lee. Harry Lee yeah Harry and he's the reason Harry Lee. yeah, yeah he's the reason shout out to Harry Lee Harry Lee was Harry Lee was like everybody's daddy in Jefferson Parish, in Louisiana. You oh, know, I he bet. wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. take no shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved him to death. Right. Well, he know? goes way back. You, you read books about like uh, Mr. New Orleans, you know, all these these mob books from the, Let me from tell the you 60s something. and 70s. Louisiana will never have a sheriff like Harry Lee was. Harry Lee was like the fucking mob of the fucking mob. He was like Mr. Big Stuff. Oh, he yeah. He was the man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, I, you, you, you around, were around Harry personally? Oh, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. I had a few badges from from Harry Lee from Jefferson Parish. He always he always took care of me, and I I, I shouldn't say this, but uh, it's nah, okay. I ain't gonna say it. All right, all right. <laughs> well, uh, well, while you think he was about a that, woman. Uh, uh, no. He was a woman. No, yeah. he was a man. He did some <laughs> okay. he did some shit though. I'm just yeah. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was fearless because uh, now you're you're talking about the badges, and you mentioned uh, 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 Gatemouth earlier. Right. And it reminds me. One time I was playing in in uh, in Switzerland, 
And Gatemouth was, I was on a band, and Gatemouth had his band over there, and we were traveling together. And on the first day in Switzerland, I'm looking around, and I'm like, mm, I got to go score some hash or something. You know, I got to right. find something to smoke. So I'm telling the guys in his band, look, I'm going to find something. So anybody wants something, let me know. Because, you know, I don't want to get something and have somebody, right. everybody coming to me, share, share, share. It's like, no, no, no. What I'm going to get is for me. That's so, your shit. So, yeah. so they come back and they say, well, Gate wants something. All right, I'll get something for Gate. They say, well, he wants to go with you. I'm going, well, okay. I mean, it's really going to be harder because, you know, Gate is, you know, is a, a five foot two tall, uh, right. a, a skinny black guy <laughs> with a, a cowboy hat covered in sheriff's badges. You know, so if he goes out and tries to score hash with me, it's not going to be as easy. But do you know Gate? Man, I used to bring Gate weed at the House of Blues. He had his little section. I used to go pick his weed up for him. Right, and Gate would smoke the the <laughs> through the, a pipe, the, the pipe like yeah. a tobacco pipe. That's right. And he would have to hash at the bottom or and weed on the bottom yeah, and, tobacco and tobacco on the top. top and nobody and he would knew. Smoke it everywhere. That's well, right. he thought nobody knew. Everybody could smell the weed. <laughs> well, I did, and I and I tried to tell him that, and he tell me, "Hey, just shut the fuck up right. and just go along with the program." <laughs> right, right. Well, he's one of those guys like, you know, just on the, the strength of his conviction, he could get right. away with all this shit. Right. Anyway, uh, we're, we're getting off on a... He was five foot two? He was a small guy, yes. Yeah, wow. Small he, he was very like, thin. How big was his hat, he was like the was black. Big, he was like the black Borny Five. Yeah. <laughs> man, he could play the fucking guitar, though, uh, man. And a like, fiddle. And the fiddle, too. He was a too. bad motherfucker. He was yes. one of the best... I'm telling you, and a banjo. Now, why yeah. is his name Gatemouth? Because he had a big, wide jaw and, and like a mouth like a gate, you know? Right, right. But he was, it, it looked, he had this. That sounds like a gay porno film star. <laughs> what? He said what? I, he was the biggest, sweetest heart yeah. guy in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, you he, know? He could he could be uh, pretty he could, uh, he could feisty, be in, too, man. Yeah, he could he, be. He, he, he could he be. He could tell some people some shit if uh, you crossed him the he'll, wrong he'll way. He'll fuck you up in a heartbeat, <laughs> yes. you know? Now, yeah. where is he? He's dead. Uh, he, oh, okay. He, he passed. Died. He passed. Oh, but, uh, he's, uh, he's resting. We've, we've had other guests that that, uh, that spent time with Gate, and he, he's, a, he's a great one. There'll never be one another of the best. Gate mouth, Never, man. Never be another no, Gate no. mouth. Never, never. Anyway, so getting back to, you know, you're talking about, you know, playing at the White House and, and uh, you know, y'all going all over the world. Well, you know, it, it was great because not only we played the White House, I, I think my biggest my biggest accomplishment playing with my father was playing at Albert Hall. Oh, nice. In London. Got to play Albert Hall, got to play the Smithsonian, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was a big... My, to my father, it was no big deal because it was just a fucking gig. Just another gig, but just like the yeah. just like the Catholic Church gig that he that there he turned you go, on that Saturday he, night that he passed for. Saturday Night Live on. You know, and I tried to tell him, man, this is fucking history. You know what he told me? Hey, get your fucking money and go home. You yeah, know? yeah, that's how he was. Well, you know, I heard the same kind of story about that uh, CC Adcock told about Warren Storm. Oh yeah, where where CC's. So I think, like, you know... Warren uh, was a nasty motherfucker. Yeah, I love him to death. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. always talk about pussy. Yeah. I'm like, Warren, you 108 years old, you still trying to fuck? He goes, hey... If if if, if 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 I can't get it up, I'm a licking. I'm like, well, wow. you a nasty old man. But yeah. He was the godfather of Palm Swamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. the man. Yeah, man, had that jet black hair uh, yeah. all until the day he died. Always, yeah, he yeah, always yeah. had, he always had a, he always had a bottle of black dye in his pocket. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, the mustache too, man. Yeah, he was Holy the man. Cow. 
Holy cow, man. Well, you're, you're talking about Jay Miller, man. Like, yeah. you know, those Crowley. In Crowley, you know, Louisiana. Yeah, man. You know, J.D. Miller recorded everybody from Lightning Hopkins to all the best in the business. He recorded Rockin' Sydney did Don't Mess With My Tutu. Right. And it, and it hit like four, I think it hit like $4 million or something. And what J.D. Miller did, he gave Rockin' Sydney $100,000 and 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 gave him a tour bus, bought him a, a secondhand tour bus, and kept the rest of them. Oh, but that's how they did it back then old with all school, these old yeah, yeah. black musicians because they didn't know. Right, right. Look, I, passing through uh, uh, Crowley in the in the 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 nineties with going to, to play in in, in uh, Austin, Houston with the Iguanas, I stopped in and at the music store because Jay still had the music store there in Crowley, and, and um, looking at these guitars. Going, man, how much for that? He's like, oh, that's a good one. You can't find those anymore, man. It's, uh, it's like $900. I'm like, man, that's like a $400 guitar. Yeah, man. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, you got to watch Mark. Mark a motherfucker. I love him to death. I saw him two months ago. I played the Rice Festival in Crowley, uh-huh. and he took me back to the studio, which it's not working anymore, but he was telling some of the guys that's now playing in my band how we recorded that with Paul Simon right. and stuff, and he showed them like the engineer boot and everything. So it was pretty cool to see. Nice, nice. Yeah. And 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 uh y'all recorded with uh with John Fogarty there as well, yeah, didn't I, you? Yeah, I, I no no, not not there. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, we recorded with John Fogarty here in New Orleans oh, uh right. and Alan Tussaud produced that. Nice. And that 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 was pretty cool. Was that at Sea Saint? No, that wasn't that Sea Saint. Okay. Um God. After C Saint, yeah. After yeah, it was C-Saint after C Saint. But uh, Alan Toussaint recorded that. I played on uh, "Rolling on the River," and John Fogarty and Jennifer Hudson sang the song. Oh, okay. You know, and John Fogarty become to be like my grandfather. Really? Because a lot of times you come to Louisiana and a few other shows you do, he always have me as his guest musician. Nice. So I, I love him to death. He's man, a great what a, guy. What a tremendous talent, man. Oh I mean, man, what an great I mean, songwriter. He, he's great like singer. a true. Rock and roll legend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and every time man. I tra- I, I, stare, I share the stage with him, I'm like, I can't fucking believe I'm on stage with Mr. Fogarty. You know? Yeah. I actually. Fortunate son, man. What, we what played. I played his 40th year anniversary about 12, 13 years ago here in New Orleans. Quint Davis put that together. Uh-huh. It was on the Creole Queen. They, they wrapped the boat and called it the Proud Mary. Right. And I played I played his 40th year anniversary. And I remember he came on and jammed with us for about 30 minutes and his wife was like, "This is our anniversary. You can't be playing music." Yeah. And that's that's how he and I became good friends. But I love him to death. He just loves playing, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he one his... of the best. I mean, and, and he, he had should. a rough time. Rock and roll legend. Yeah, yeah. He and had he a rough still time. sound like he sound back in the 70s. Yeah, because yeah. his brother was an asshole and oh, his Let me tell you a story Saul's about his brother. Aunt's his was brother an was asshole. his brother. Let me tell you. I remember playing, it was a festival here in New Orleans. God, I forget the name of it, but it was a motorcycle rally. And I played right before his brother. Okay. And they were playing a song, and the drummer invited me on to play washboard on a song. And his brother threw me the fuck off the stage. He said, get the fuck off the stage. And he goes, what you doing, man? That's one of us. Uh-huh. You know? 
And yeah, his brother told me, get the fuck off yeah. the stage. Yeah, his brother's an asshole. Yeah, but, well, uh, his brother's dead. You know? Okay, now yeah. he's dead. All right. Oh, he is dead? Yeah. The, uh, oh, John I'm, Fogarty's I'm brother died. Yeah. The bass player. Yeah, yeah. Who oh. thought he was as talented as John. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, that, that, that band, man, that, there's a, 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 a documentary on, uh, I think it's Netflix now, on, on uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh-huh. Man, what a tremendous live band. I mean, the songs are fantastic. You know, John is, is great. But at that time, it, you know, when they were making those records, that was a tremendous live band. Oh, a definitely. Powerful, man. Just four-piece band. I grew up listening to CCR. Yeah. You know, definitely, man. Rolling on a river. Have you ever seen? <laughs> yeah, you know, man. I mean, I, you just gotta love all his the yeah, shit he wrote, man. man. It's, it's, the if, man is just amazing. If you don't like that, you may not be an American, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> you about. May you may be part well, of ISIS. You, know, I remember. you can't be born on a bayou. You know what I'm saying? Right. I remember. God, who was it? Uh, I was back in the late '80s, early '90s. I was going to Vegas with uh, some people, uh, Bob Forrest. Okay. And what was God? What was his name? I forget his name, but he played in an LA band. And we're on the way to Vegas, and we start talking about CCR. And one of them hates CCR, and one of them loves CCR. How could you fucking hate CCR? Fuck, who was it? I can't remember. We pull over like right out of Barstow, and they just have it out. They have a fist fight over, over CCR. Yeah, over CCR. <laughs> wow. Because uh, one of them hated him. And I can't so John Fogarty has another brother named Bob that takes care of all his shit, and he's he's an angel. He's okay. like Mr. Fogarty. He's a real sweet guy. All right. You nice. know, and every time I get to share the stage with him, man, for me, it's just an honor. It really is. It's a true honor for me to share the stage with him. Nice, nice. Well, a couple of other uh, highlights that I knew uh, Manny would be interested in here uh, for for uh, the Rockin' Doopsy Jr. and the Zydeco Twisters is uh, y'all played uh, as the house band on Wheel of Fortune for a week <laughs> on the wheel. That's one of Manny's favorite shows. I did now, it twice. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I now, did how did we, that? I, did I you bang Vanna? Uh, I you would, tried to. Didn't I, tr you? I, you I did try. fucking try. I did <laughs> yeah, fucking try. Vanna was like, uh, "We might get in trouble." I'm like, "You need to try this, like uh, Louisiana yeah. boudin." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, the first time we did it was in the '90s uh, at the Sanger. Because they were down here doing the show for a week. Yeah, and then they so. came back for right before Katrina. I remember yeah. we were shooting it. And Katrina was coming oh. the day, the next day. Oh no, kidding! And they cut it, and they cut the show in half, oh, and wow. they got us yeah. the fuck out of there. Yeah, and yeah, I was also the house band for Oprah, good friend Gail King. Right, right. I did Wheel of Fortune twice. Uh, I, I didn't even know uh, Wheel of Fortune ever had bands. Yeah, uh, we, oh both, yeah. Both oh, times knew that man. Both yeah. times Manny's we did it. Fan. It was a week, and it both times was at the convention center. Okay, right. Yeah, yes. I, actually, I gave Pat Sajak a washboard. Nice. Yeah, I gave him. I gave him a washboard, and. Uh, I don't know if a lot of and people. He grates cheese with it to this day. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good thing to crack up some cheese, you know. And I think one of my biggest highlights in this century, okay, was performing on the Country Music Award, the CMAs, getting a call from Beyonce to perform with her and the Dixie Chicks. Oh man! Yeah, we did it. She wrote a song for the Dixie Chick called "Daddy's Money." Okay. And uh, it was so fucking cool. Because I got to meet Charlie Pride, God rest his soul, Man. and Reba, Reba McIntyre, and it was fucking cool. 
You tried to hit that Beyonce, I guess. No, I, no. Well, you know, Jay Z had too many. Beyonce is such a sweet girl, you know. Right. There's just some uh, when it comes to that kind of shit, you don't you don't cross them boundaries. Right, right, you know right, right. Trying to keep it classy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I hear you, man. And then I was reading. Uh, I always like to read people's, uh, you know, anything I can get on people and find something interesting. So I'm, I'm looking at the c- different commercials y'all have done. Yes. And uh, so I'm uh, Burger King. That's a good one. Uh, uh, Pampers. Uh, Popeyes. Fried right. chicken. Y'all did right. that. And right. then Maalox. Yeah, Maalox. Maalox. That's <laughs> crazy. Was that was fucked up. I did this Maalox <laughs> commercial with this old black dude named Pork Chop. Okay. You know, and uh, it was pretty cool. But believe it or not, with my father, we was the first band from Louisiana to to do a Louisiana lottery commercial. Okay. And and, and we did that commercial in New Rose, and we played the music. The music stopped, and the whole band looked at the ticket, and I hollered, yeah, <laughs> and then the music kicked off again, and uh, yeah, we were the first band that did do a, a Louisiana lottery commercial, and we did a, a community coffee commercial. Right. I did a Levi five hundred one. Com- I did a lot of shit. You know. Nice. I nice. did a lot of commercials. Well, you are one of those those guys that uh, even if you don't know who you are, you're instantly recognizable. I mean, people that don't know anything about Louisiana music, they see you and they go, oh no, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. If they don't know me, you know what they say? That's fucking Cat Williams. And I'm like, oh. I'm Williams. like, I'm like, that nigga stole my look because I've been around way before him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you're like two feet taller than Cat Williams too. Right, right. Yeah. You know, but I love him as a comedian. He's oh, one he's of my hilarious. Comedian. You know, it was so funny. Because uh, we were going somewhere. I would have never made that connection, but now yeah, that you I'm say t- it, a I lot see of it. people tell me that. You know, and we were going somewhere, and we got in the we got in the airport. We flew in. I forgot where we were going, but it was me and my band and Cat Williams and about three, four of his guys. Uh-huh. And when I looked at Cat, Cat looked at me. He didn't tell me hello. I didn't tell him hello. <laughs> but my band members and his guys, they all just started laughing, uh-huh. and we just went our separate ways. You know, uh-huh. and and and, like and I was waiting for him to say I stole this look, right. but I wanted to tell him, bro, I'm almost sixty years old, bro. You stole my shit. You know what I'm saying? I've been rocking this look since the '70s. You right, know, right, right, right. Hey, that's what's happening. So you sat next to each other on the plane? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Crazy, crazy. No, no, but he's short little motherfucker, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's funny as shit. Yeah, he is funny as shit. I love his work. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so what's what's on the horizon for uh, the Zydeco Twisters here? I know you guys got uh, dates. You made it through COVID, uh, and uh, now it's it's opening up, hopefully. Uh, you know, it's like, what what do you see? For well, the- we got a lot of good things coming up. I'm, I, I met this producer. His name is Randy. They redid Roadhouse. You remember Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze? One of Manny's movie. favorite movies. One of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and Jake, what's that guy? Jake Dillenhawk is playing Patrick Swayze. Oh, they're doing a remake yeah, of it? Yeah, they did it already. Oh. Conor McGregor is the badass guy, the oh. UFC fighter. <laughs> Why? Sure, no, I know Conor. I'm, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing three songs. I'm playing three songs. Uh, are that you movie. behind the wire? I'm behind the wire. Yeah, I'm, you're behind but, the you know wire. What? I, I, who was the guy who was in the original? The, the blind, blind, the blind guy, uh, uh, guitar player. John, uh, you 
John, no. Jeff Healy. Jeff, Jeff Healy. Healy. There you go. Yeah, can you believe blind. I pulled that out? Yeah. I, was, I was hoping I'd be the guy to say his name is Dalton, but they didn't let me say it. Yeah. But uh, I did three songs, and nice. I shot... The movie is originally shot in Florida, uh -huh. but I shot my scenes in the Dominic Republic in wow. a nice little spot because they had a lot of bikers and stuff. So it was pretty cool. It was so, is it that was, where Ray Liotta died? It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it was, was so in the movie? No, he wasn't in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. No, oh, it was, he wasn't in the movie. But they redid Roadhouse, and I want y'all to check it out because I think oh, they man. did a good job. The fighting scene fucked my head up because they looked like they were really going at it. Right. You know. Oh, but man. it was cool, man. All and right. you know, I, I I I got a lot of great stuff coming up. You know, so people nice. just get ready to check out Rock and Doopsy Junior because uh, you're gonna see me again, 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 and again because on I don't the stop. big screen rock, too. Right That's what I'm talking about. Your, the best you know? is yet to come. So baby. Uh, I, I, hey, I just try to represent like y'all. I try to represent Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. To me, there's nothing better than Louisiana. We got the culture. And loose we got change. the art. We got the food. We got the right. music. And right. loose change. There yeah. you go. Loose change. Don't get no better than that. Yeah, no, man. There you go. And uh, I'll fucking pick up a, a nickel, a penny on the side of the road if I see it. All right, all right. That's I, me. Ain't I like, like taking loose change. change. Ain't nothing like loose change. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it loose, man. That's what I'm talking about. There we well, go. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we can top that. I think this has been a fantastic podcast. It really has and, uh, been. Thank y'all yeah. for having me. Oh, oh man. Thank fantastic. you for being our guest. And, and happy holidays to y'all and all your listeners. And oh, thanks yeah. for having me. And yeah, and happy we'll new see year to everybody out in the Trouble Nation. Yeah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and uh, as always in the Troubled Nation, we like to say uh, trouble never ends. But Dopsy, the struggle. Doopsy. You know, it's well, wait a, a lot. Of, a, a it's spelled Dopsy. A lot yeah, of it's pronounced Doopsy. I'm going to tell you about that. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm going to go back. That. I'm going to rewind to early. Like, mm -hmm. like I told you, my father had no education. Okay. It should have been spelled, and I try to tell him that uh -huh. it should have been spelled D U P S I E uh -huh. or D O O P S I E. Uh -huh. I'm two ways to spell it. Right. And he goes, "Don't tell me what I'm doing." He goes, "This is what I got. This is how. This is how it's been. Right. Don't change it." So that's why I kept it oh, the way it is because okay. of I like it. It's unique. It's uh, there you it, go. it makes people think. It makes people think twice. And you know, you of all people know, my father wrote a song. You can call me Dupes. You don't call me Dobson. Right. Oh, and he right. did that because right. of the way people, oh, some people yeah. say Dobsy or yeah. Dupes. What is it? So it's Dupesy. Oh. Doopsy, thank okay. you so much thank for coming so on the podcast. Really, always a pleasure. Man. Always a pleasure. And, and God as, bless. as we say, uh, yes, trouble never ends, but, but the, the struggle, struggle my man. Hey, All right. That's what care. I'm talking Good about. Good night.